Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shelf Logic. My name is Caroline. This is Travis. And we are doing our uh, mid year Shelf Logic Pop Sugar Reading Challenge check in. So we hope you all have been reading along with us and enjoying the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge. If you have, we would love to hear about it. We are going to talk today about the categories that we've tackled and some of the books we've read and what we've thought of the challenge so far. Definitely. And there's still time. So if you haven't started yet, go for it. You can do it. Yes, you can. Yes. So just to kind of recap, this is a challenge that the blog lifestyle website Pop Sugar puts out every year. If you want to hear our full kind of synopsis of the program, you could check out the previous Shelf Logic podcast on the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge. But essentially, it's 50 kind of categories, um, 10 in an advanced category and 40 in a like general category. And we've gotten a pretty decent way through. Well, we're rocking it. Yeah. So I I have read 18 of the 50 categories. And I have done 22 with the asterisk that one of those is a picture book and a couple of those are like juvenile graphic novels. That's okay. But they count. Yes. No asterisk needed. (laughs) Whatever fits the category. There are some of these that I'm certain uh, I fudged the category just a little bit, but it's okay. (laughs) Oh, well, where to begin? Okay. So I guess I'll read off the categories that I've accomplished. Um, I have read a book that was published in 2021, a book where the main character works at your current or dream job, which is one that I definitely uh, fudged a little, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the A book that has won the Women's Prize for Fiction, a book about forgetting, a book with a black and white cover, a genre hybrid, a book by a Muslim American author, a book set in multiple countries, a book by a blogger, vlogger, YouTube video creator, or other online personality, a book featuring three generations. Uh, oh, I forgot to check the box on that one. Hey! How dare I? A book in a different format than what you normally read. Um, a book that has fewer than 1,000 reviews on Amazon or Goodreads, and a book that everyone seems to have read but you. And then in the advanced category, I read the shortest book on my to-be-read list, which was a picture book, so you're not alone. (laughs) A book that's been on my to-be-read list for the longest amount of time. A book from my to-be-read list that I meant to read last year but didn't get to. A book from my to-be-read list that you associate with your favorite person, place, or thing. And a book from your to-be-read list chosen at random. Okay. Ooh, I I forgot that one. I know. I feel like that's kind of a gimme one. Yeah, Like any book you read could be that. Yeah. Because I think, like, and more in the spirit of this, like, because at first I was, like, very particular. I was like, oh, I can't do this. But then I've talked to people. If you want to, like, double up on some, I think it's fine. Pretty much it's, like, your rules. Yes. You know, kind of do whatever you want. Big time. It's fine. <laughs> like, I, I loosely interpret – well, I, I didn't check it off, but one of the categories is a book that has a heart, diamond, club, or spade on the cover. And again, I read a book where a character was wearing, like, a diamond necklace, and I was like, well, technically <laughs> – <laughs> it definitely means it like works. card suits, but technically it is a diamond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do it though, I promise. <laughs> Which ones uh, have you tackled? Okay, so thus far I have done a book that has a heart, diamond, club, or spade on the cover, a book with a gem, mineral, or rock in the title, a book where the main character works at your current or dream job, a book with a family tree. A book about forgetting. That was a really interesting one. That was a good one. Uh, A book with a black and white cover. This one may be one I fudged. I don't remember the cover, but I wrote it down. Um, (laughs) But the title is is All Systems Red. 
So I'm assuming oh. like there's probably red in there, but anyways, That's we're okay. gonna say uh, a book that has the same title as a song, a book that discusses body positivity, a genre hybrid, a book set mostly or entirely outdoors, a book with something broken on the cover, a book about do-overs or fresh starts, a book set somewhere you'd like to visit in 2021, Disney World, <laughs> uh, a book whose title starts with uh, Q, X, or Z. A book featuring three generations, grandparent, parent, or child. Uh, a book about a social justice issue. I'm looking at this now. I've only done 21 because I double counted. I'm double counting. We're oh, doing it. That's okay. We're doing it. Uh, a book in a different format than what you normally read. A book that has fewer than a thousand reviews on Amazon or Goodreads. A book you think your best friend would like. A book about art or an artist. A book everyone seems to have read but you, and a free book from your to-be-read list, gifted, borrowed, or library. Had to do the library. Oh, that's, yeah, you know what? I almost didn't, I was like, I'll do the gifted category, because obviously most of my books come from the library. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, it's kind of a gimme, too. But maybe, maybe I'll save that one for the end, and if I need it, I can, I right. can use the gimme. Yeah, that's the one when it's like the 31st, December 31st, <laughs> you're like, yes, it's fine, I can do it's this fine. one. Yeah. It's fine, it's <laughs> fine. I accomplished the whole fashion reading challenge, done. <laughs> Oh, exciting. Well, oh, I don't even know where to begin. I know. So how many, so when we last checked in, I think we'd each done a couple, right? So I think we're doing pretty well. Yeah, this is like real progress. Yeah, yeah. Look at us. And it's been fun. I definitely think that I've pushed myself. This is the cool thing. We talked about this in the last podcast. Um, this is the cool thing about the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge is there are books on here that I never would have read because yes. I just wouldn't have... I don't know. I wouldn't have had a reason to. Oh, this perfectly segues. Um, my book about forgetting, my husband has been begging me to read. Well, I don't know. When I when I said, oh, you've been begging me to read that book. He was like, I didn't beg. <laughs> He's been telling me I should read Waiting for Godot for many years. And so when I finally read it, I was like, that was pretty interesting. But I don't think I ever would have picked it up if it didn't fit that category so well. Um, and it was if you've never read Waiting for Godot, it's a play. So I listened to it in an audio format because it was nice to hear multiple voices going oh, back, like a real play without perfect. really seeing yeah. it. Um, and basically these two guys are waiting for, they they pronounce it Godot, but I read it Godot. I don't know why. Um, and they're, they're waiting for Godot and they keep getting distracted by other things. And when they remember that like they're supposed to be waiting for Godot, they're like, they can't even really remember why they've been waiting so long for Godot and Godot never comes. And it's just like they get stuck in this pattern every day of waiting for Godot and then being distracted by something and not remembering why they're waiting for him and then not remembering if they've seen him before, like why they're waiting. And it was, it is a brain teaser. Like your brain is just like, you're constantly trying to figure out what in the world they are doing and like what all of it means. And it's, it was interesting. I I thought it was kind of cool. Oh, I love that. You could also do that for like, or at least for me, I don't read a lot of plays. So you could do it in a book in a different format too. Yeah. Like, or somebody could count it as that as for well. For sure. I just remember, and I love it, like doing it that way with like the acting. Because I remember like in school reading, oh, it was a Shakespeare play, like Love's Labor's, Love Labor's Law, something like yeah. that. Reading it, being like, what is this about? Yeah. And then we went and saw it and it was just like, Oh my gosh, this makes so much no, more sense. It. it was actually funny. Yeah. It was like, okay, this is kind of cool. So yeah. I feel like doing it in like an audio format would totally help with that too. Yeah, that was fun. And that one didn't have as much production value as, oh, what was the other? I've listened to another play in an audio format before. 
And it that had a little more production value where there was like if they were out on the street you would hear street noises oh. and it was that was really cool. Oh, cool. Um, this one didn't have quite as much of a production value, but I know when it's done on the stage, there it's not very showy. Like okay. there's not a lot going on. Yeah. So I, the audio recording probably fit pretty well with how a stage production would actually look. Yeah, so that was sure. really cool. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so let's see here. So one of the – I feel like I talk about this series in every single podcast, but I have to do it. So um, – and, okay, pro tip as well. Well, I don't know if it's a pro tip, but a tip <laughs> as well. Um, if you do read graphic novels, like you can read a volume in like a couple – an hour, a couple yeah. of hours. Easy. And then like you can count them for multiple things. Yeah. So I have several uh, graphic novels on here, but the one I really want to mention is the Saga graphic novel series. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn and art by Fiona Staples, I think. I'll have to look that up and make sure. Um, but, yeah, it, it, such an incredible, incredible story. A very hard R rating. Uh, so, yeah, spoiler alert, you know, be warned. It's yes. very violent. A lot of mature themes in there. But it's one of the more creative things I've ever read in my entire life. You that know, sounds cool. You just you get to a certain part and you're like, okay, how can they top – uh, that's how they top it. This is it. wild. It's essentially about a, a war between a planet and its moon and the two different people that live um, or two different groups of people that live on those. And they hate each other and no one knows why. And then the, essentially the whole universe gets embroiled in this war. Um, yeah, It's just an endlessly fascinating book, compulsively readable uh, I love it. So I chose that for a couple, but the one that I think fit the best, um, da, 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 a book with something broken on the cover. Mm. So there is a one thing where um, oh, one of the characters is has like a, he's like a, a soldier. And he has a very violent past. He's trying to like because he has a new daughter, so he's trying to kind of break free from uh, break free from those old cycles. Mm. So he snaps his ceremonial sword, Ooh. and that is the cover of the book. And also, he's like covered in blood as well. So oh it's like very, very symbolic. That's cool. Uh, but oh, an amazing graphic novel series. Uh, check check them all out. They're so good. I haven't. They took like a, a brief hiatus. They said brief. It's going to be a year. It's been multiple years now, so we're all oh, like fiending. Come um, on. So I have left off a couple volumes, but I've started back now. Nice. And I'm, I'm just going to have to do it I and feel just like reread. That's, <laughs> that's how it is when something like goes away for a while and then comes back. It's like, well, I'm going to pause where I'm at and then catch up to where I need to be for the new stuff yes. so that it's all fresh, right. like all real nice and fresh. Because I will ready. forget it all. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Me too. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, oh, this was a good one. So I read, now I'm a, I'm a student, a graduate student in library science. So a lot of the books I read have to be for school. So for my, a book where the main character works at your current job, I fudged just a little and counted this <laughs> school book that I had to read. Um, but it was amazing. It was such a good book. It was called The Desegregation of Public Libraries in the Jim Crow South by Wayne Wiegand. Um, Wayne and Shirley Wiegand. It's a couple that writes together. Um, and it was so eye-opening and so fascinating about the struggle for people of color, but especially black people in the Jim Crow South, to be able to use library services. And the like grassroots effort that young black people did in order for them to gain the right to use the library. And I think 
And this is, this is such an important thing for people to know that I think a lot of people see libraries as like the beacon of like free speech and like, I don't know, how do I describe it? Everyone sees the library as like the champion of all that is good. And while I think a lot of us in the profession want to think the same thing that like, yeah, we're providing education and usually for entirely free, um, we have a dark past, like yeah. librarianship and, and library, the field of librarian, you know, in library sciences has a dark past. And I think it's important when we are studying things like that. And when you're in the field to know that like, we have come a long way, but we have to keep in mind that like, it hasn't always been equal for everyone. It has, we haven't always provided equal access to everyone. So it was just a fascinating book. Um, and it was actually one that like, when I was done with it, I was like, I was, I'm really glad I read that. That was really, really good. And it's something that if you are in the library field or you just have interest in librarianship, you should absolutely read. I don't think that I feel like it should just be like required reading if you're going to be in the field of library science. So yeah. I really liked that one. That's, I remember when you finished that, you told me about it. And oh. I think that's such a, it's so such a necessary book mm-hmm. and an important book too. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's very rare. I feel like in school, I mean, no offense to school, but like they tell a <laughs> book that like, it's, it's like, Hey, this is very relevant and yeah. timely and important. And I yeah. loved it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things where it's tough as someone who works in the libraries and someone who is studying to be a librarian, sometimes we read stuff that I'm like, Oh, I know this already. And I get (laughs) bored or, or, you know, I just feel like I'm not necessarily learning something brand new, but this was something that I was under that guise too, of thinking that like libraries have always been, you know, the place where anyone can go and anyone can read and anyone can learn. And it doesn't matter what your education level is or your socioeconomic status. And that's just not true. So it opened my eyes to that too. And I'm really glad that I read it and, and learned something, took something away from that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So good, good book. That's cool. All right. So one, um, the, one of the very last on the, um, just like the regular challenge is your favorite prompt from a past pop sugar reading challenge. So I haven't finished this one yet. So every single time, every single year, I've done it like five years, every single year I'm like, Oh, I'm going to read a trilogy. Oh, yeah. So this year I tried it again. And thus far, I've read two of the books. And I'm like halfway through the third. Hey, you so I feel there. It, only took five, it only took five years. Because <laughs> uh, okay. that's a prompt from the past. And I was like, I love that. And I'm super into fantasy and sci-fi. And I feel like those are essentially written in trilogies mm-hmm. or, or like longer series. Yeah. So I'm reading the first Law trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. Ooh. It's so amazing. For any fans of Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, but it has an ending. Oh, You know, because okay, yep. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it ended on the television show. Who knows when the books will end? If they <laughs> knows ever will. If I know. They're probably going to get Brandon Sanderson to write it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it very kind of in that vein of fantasy. It's more realistic um, fantasy, but there is, you know, magic. There's wars. A lot of the, the one thing I really like about the First Law Trilogy is it takes a lot of those fantasy tropes and kind of spins them on their heads. So there's a scene in the very first book. So the first book is the blade itself. The second book is before they are hanged. And the third book is the last argument of kings. Ooh. 
So great titles, actually. Yeah, those are really awesome like, yeah, titles. Read that. Um, so the first book, and kind of like flipping those fantasy tropes on their head, there is a scene where one of our characters goes to essentially find a wizard, and he works in a library, which is which is pretty awesome. That's awesome. You know, I feel like that's my dream to be a wizard and work in a library. <laughs> uh, You're halfway there, <laughs> right? Um, and so he goes and he sees uh, a, uh, another character who has, like, you know, the wizard hat. He's got long flowing robes. He's got the big, long white beard. Uh, and he's like, oh, you know, hello there. I'm, I'm looking for you. And the person's like, no, no, I, I'm, I'm the steward of the library. The wizard's right over there. And the wizard is like a butcher. And so he's, like, doing, like, it's like the most, I think he's a butcher. He's doing something that's very much not what you expect wizard-y. a wizard to be. Yeah, not very wizardy at all. That's hilarious. So there's tons of things like that. Uh, just incredible, incredible character work, too. Like, I'm not sure any of these characters are necessarily likable. Like, they're all pretty flawed in, in, in many, many ways. But you do still love them and kind of root for them in a way, too. So I don't know how it's going to end because Joe Abercrombie wrote it essentially as one big thing. Mm, so okay. the first book is a little slower, but I loved it. And the third book thus far is slightly slower. So I have no idea how it's going to end. Uh, but it really is an incredible series. So I would for sure check that out and get that trilogy on there. Nice. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think I'll... We'll pick one more, you think, and then maybe dive into ones we're excited about. Yes, yes, I like it. So, oh, I feel like I have to say this one. Uh, So I did a book from your to-be-read list that you associate with your favorite person, Um, place or thing, but I did person. Um, My best friend from high school, my absolute best friend from high school, um, the last time I went home to visit was actually for my wedding. And she was one of my bridesmaids and she was like, this is not your wedding gift, but this is something I stumbled across at the bookstore and you absolutely had to have. We both love Amanda Lovelace's poetry. And it was one of those things where I picked it up first and then I was like, dude, you have to read these. These are so good. And now every time she reads one, she'll be like, dude, read this. You have to finish it. And we'll, you know, we'll go back and forth like, oh my gosh, you have to read this one. She stumbled across a signed copy at the bookstore like a used bookstore that we love from back home with the nicest man who always knows where everything is, even though that bookstore is 100% chaos. (laughs) I'm not kidding. If you walk in there and said like, where's the Hobbit? He'd be like, oh, right this way. And you would like step over a pile and like around a like massive falling out of books. He knows right where it is. But she found it and she was like, I cannot believe I found this. And she gifted it to me and I still have it. And I finally read it and it's called to drink coffee with a ghost. And it's all about Amanda Lovelace losing her mom and just, like, the lingering feeling of, like, just not being able to cope with a a loss that is, like, so massive. Um, And I I love all of Amanda Lovelace's poetry, but that one just really, like, haunted me a little bit. And, I mean, to drink coffee with a ghost. It sounded like it was supposed to haunt me. And it was so good. Um, And so, a little shout out to Mac. For, for gifting that to me. And uh, now I'm going to bully her to listen to our co- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you got a shout out, Mac. Because you have that's to. what true best friends do. <laughs> We've been friends for 12 years. Now I'm going to bully her to listen to our podcast. <laughs> what a wonderful gift, though. Like, oh, my gosh. A signed copy? That's wild. Especially since, like, we both love it. So yeah. she easily could have found it and been like, this is mine. This is mine. <laughs> but she didn't. Uh, so, yep. That's love it. so cool. I cherish it. 
All right, so this is the book that I, and I just read it. I know Carolina's read it. We both gave it five on Goodreads. Um, I put it in the a book that discusses body positivity and also a book about a social justice issue. Uh, it's a teen graphic novel, uh, Flamer by Mike Carato, I believe. That's clever. I didn't think to use it as a body positivity, but 100% is. Yeah, because so essentially he is, I'm assuming, I think he's a teenager. Mm-hmm. He's probably 14-ish, and he the whole thing takes place in a summer camp. And he has, um, you know, he, he's not comfortable in in his life and in himself. And it's, you know, a very, uh, very, like, kind of masculine. I think it's an all-boys camp. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, all of these different, you know, things. He feels like he has to fit in. He feels like he has to do this. He feels like he doesn't fit in. You know, he feels like he doesn't look like physically like the other boys or some of the other boys. And he's also questioning his sexuality and kind of yeah. coming to terms with potentially being gay as well. Um, just a really, I mean, I mean, I would recommend it just 100% wholeheartedly across the board. So good. It just, just a beautifully written, beautifully drawn, uh, just super important. Like there's like a really nice postscript at the back by the author. And he's like, you know, I feel like I'm paraphrasing totally, but like, this is a book that I wished I had when I was growing up. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a couple, like, blurbs from authors on there, and one is, like, I forget who said it. I wish I knew. But it was, like, this book will save lives. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. And I wish oh, my I gosh. I knew who it was, but Let's I, see if I can totally, find the cover. It, 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 100%, you know? Yeah. Such an incredible book. And so, like, heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. Yes. Like, I felt all the emotions. And that was one that I read on, like, an hour. Like, I just yes. sat down and just blew through it and part of me wished i had gone slower so i could really enjoy it yeah but i don't know how i could have i don't know how i could have because it was so good yeah i read it in one in one night too because i think i saw seeing that you had reviewed it on goodreads and so i was looking through the challenge and i was like oh okay this would fit perfectly with with some of these oh and i was like i'm just gonna read the first little bit and stayed up till like one o'clock finishing it because it was uh you sucked in it's a wonderful wonderful book and i the quote that you that you quoted from the cover Uh is exactly it's by who i thought it was it's jared j and i'm gonna butcher his last name crozasak oh krozaska (laughs) i'm so sorry jared um but he wrote hey kiddo which is another incredible graphic novel so when i saw his rave review on the cover of that book i was like i have to read this gotta do it oh my gosh yeah and i i'm glad that you used that one for body positivity because when you said that you had read a body positivity book i was like i wonder which one you read because I don't feel like there are a lot of great body positivity books for men and boys. Yeah. Sure. And it is, oh my gosh, like body dysmorphia and body positivity is not exclusive to women. Holy cow. Like it is something that I hope more men speak out about and more men write about because I don't feel like there's enough out there that says to men, like, you don't have to be buff. Right. Like, but you also don't have to have a dad bod. Like all these, like, body types that we idolize or that become cool for like a year and then everybody forgets that that was a thing it's like we've got to let that go bodies are bodies who cares like and i've been seeing this a lot and i hope that it like resonates with other people the way it has resonated with me it's like we have a body that has gotten us through the past year (laughs) And I clap when I say that because it's so, the emphasis is so important. We have a body that has gotten us through the last year. And it's like, 
I don't care what my body does after that. Uh, it's like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Oh, my gosh. What a year. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. Yeah. I'm glad that you found that one. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that you rated it. Oh, and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to do this. Oh. So good. Okay. So let's. I'm going to pick, what do you think, two? Two. Okay. Sounds two good. Yeah. One that we're really excited about. Okay. Um, oh, but now I don't know what to pick. Oh, you know what? Okay. I have to geek out for a minute. <laughs> one of the categories. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, let's see. Oh, a book about a subject you are passionate about. I recommended this to our collection development team uh, probably two or three years ago. And they said that they didn't think there would be enough interest. So I went out and bought it myself. And it's called <laughs> Whatever It Takes. And it's written by the two directors of Degrassi. Oh, interesting. Okay. I am so excited. Um, and it talks about like the kind of like family unit that they formed from having such a young cast on the show. If you're not familiar with Degrassi, it's basically like a teen soap opera kind of a thing, but it covered so many tough topics. Um, and that was something that like as a teenager, I watched so much of because I was just like, I have to know, I have to know everything about like, being a teenager, this like weird period of time in your life. Um, so I love Degrassi and I, if anyone out there also loves Degrassi, we could just talk until we're both blue <laughs> in the face because I have a lot of feelings. Um, so I'm really excited to read it. They talk a lot about some of like the crucial episodes of the show that like really formed like the entire basis of the show. And I'm just so excited to read it. Uh, and then I'm probably going to send it to, to my friend who also really loves Degrassi so that we can both talk about how much we love Degrassi. <laughs> I feel like I don't know anyone who loves Degrassi and doesn't talk about how much they love Degrassi. So that is one of my very exciting ones. Oh, that's awesome. I'm pumped. Uh, so one that I am super excited about because it gives me an opportunity to read one of my favorite authors is a book by an author who shares your Zodiac sign. Ooh. And it is... Mr. Neil Gaiman! Oh! Neil! I love you, Neil! I love you, Neil. If you're listening, I love you, Neil. <laughs> if you're uh, listening. Oh, he's not listening. Oh, no. <laughs> we can I hope. can dream. If yeah. he is, tell uh, us. So I have read most of Neil Gaiman's works, but I haven't read, um, oh my goodness, Norse Mythology. I think oh. that's his newest one. Yeah, and I've yeah. heard that's really good, too. too. Like, kind of cool, like, retellings. So I'll probably will do that. There are a couple like short story collections that I haven't fully read. Uh, one is called Smoke and Mirrors. I think that's the one I haven't read. I think we have it here in the library. So I was like, oh, yeah. So give me an opportunity to like finish reading his stuff. He's so good. Also, um, the Sandman graphic novel series, oh, yeah. which uh, so I just did kind of like a, a program on Neil. Uh, Neil, I was gonna say Neil Young. That would be <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Neil Gaiman. I'm doing one on Neil Young too. Um, and it's amazing. I didn't realize how like seminal, like like the Sandman graphic novel, like the first. It's like one of the only like graphic novels that has ever been on the New York Times bestseller list. Oh wow! It was like the first graphic novel to win a, like an a actual literary award. That's incredible. Yeah, it kind of blew my mind. But again, not surprising because it's Neil Gaiman. Right. Not at all surprised. Right. Yeah, he's he's won so many awards and just a just one of the most creative writers I feel like I've ever read. Yeah, I love him. Really and I good. saw him live a couple years ago and he's just the coolest oh, it's like this is amazing oh, oh. i believe he's so, yeah. I, yeah i buy that that he'd be cool okay so another one that i'm excited about uh the let's see oh i keep wanting to find the exact title oh a book set somewhere you'd like to visit in 2021 um i am and i 
know that Travis is too, so we're going to geek out over this. Big Disney fan, uh, hoping to go to Disney World. Um, and so I'm going to finally read the Kingdom Keepers books. Oh, I had that on my list. They yes. look so fun. Yes. Um, so the premise is basically that like these kids guard Disney World um, against like villains from Disney movies and like I don't know, other things. <laughs> I clearly have a very, very firm grasp on what these books are about. But they just look really fun. And, like, wh in what world? It would have been so cool if they had actually had this job. If this were a real thing, I would be a kingdom keeper. Uh -huh. I would keep I would keep Dizzy with my life. I would defend <laughs> defend Cinderella's castle oh with God. my life. I would be King Kong at the top of the Empire State Building just swatting away planes. <laughs> Get out of here. Leave her alone. <laughs> oh, so I'm very excited to read those. Um, I am not usually a huge, like, fantasy reader. So, but I, I can get into kids' fantasy. Yeah. Like, I read The Wishing Spell. Oh, okay. And I really yeah, liked yeah. those by Chris Colfer. Um, and I really liked that book. And I could see myself continuing the series. So I'm hoping I like these just as much. Because I think there are five or six books in the series. In the series. So. Oh. I'm I'm gonna try. I at least want to read the first one, and then how, we'll see if I can commit myself to the rest. How fun! And you're so familiar with Disney World too. Yes. Like you're gonna be like, I remember that place. I know this place. I know that. Exactly. Like, oh. I will be picturing it in my mind's eye. Can we please like become Kingdom Keepers? Like if that's a thing. Yes. If anyone's listening, we would want to be Kingdom Keepers. Bob Iger, are you there? <laughs> are you there, Bob? It's me, Caroline. <laughs> Yes, that would be amazing. I love it. That's so cool. Actually, I did that one. Um, I used Sunny Side Up by Jennifer oh. L. Holmes and Matthew Holmes because she goes to Disney World in it. Oh, oh yes. There I is. love it. Uh, so uh, I guess the last one. All right. So this is one that I know you are currently reading. Um, it's a book found on a Black Lives Matter reading list. Uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, Between the World and Me. Yes. It's. I think it's a pretty short book, is my understanding. I'm reading the ebook, and it's 170 pages. So okay. yeah, it's a pretty short. Yeah, and I'm because it's essentially a letter that he wrote to his son. It, I can't remember exactly what event. Um, but... it's several letters. So okay. each chapter is like a new letter discussing like a new topic. Um, I'm only in the first chapter. I just started it yesterday, but the first. The first chapter is shortly after Eric Garner is murdered, yeah. um, and he talks a lot about body and the um, like nature and sanctity of body, but also the danger to black bodies um, merely for being a body. Um, so it's so far really amazing, really interesting. Um, and one of my friends read it for a different book club that I'm in, and she just loved it. So yeah, so I'm working on that one right now. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard just so many things and I've read a couple of his like Black Panther graphic novels mm. which are amazing and I know he wrote um, wrote for the Atlantic I believe for a long time yeah. and I read a lot of his articles in that and just loved it and I've just heard that book is amazingly powerful yeah. he's incredible he's an incredible writer for sure yeah. Um, but yeah this book so far is like yeah very impactful yeah. so yay I'm excited for you to read that yeah, one I'll let yeah. you know what I think when I'm done yeah for sure cool well awesome so we're we're both like nearing the halfway mark, yeah. so we're gonna we're just gonna keep cruising through. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's do it. I gotta. I think okay, we're, we're gonna do it. Yeah, oh, we're doing it. Easy. We're gonna finish this. Oh, <laughs> no question. I'm still very nervous to read Les Mis because I I did check on it on uh, 
Overdrive, and I think it's a 60-hour audio. <laughs> um, That's your longest on your to-be read that list. That is my longest on my to-be read list, so I'm very, uh, hmm, <laughs> I have feelings. Uh, also, one of them is the book with your the book on your to-be read list with the ugliest cover, yeah. and I don't know if anybody's ever seen the original cover of Gone with the Wind, but it's hideous. I don't think I have. And another one that's like 26 and a half hours long, and oh, I was just like, gosh, nah. what am I doing to myself? But... <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to finish. Awesome. I can't even remember what my longest one was because it combined like a trilogy together as one, like (gasps) the Mistborn trilogy or something by Brandon Sanderson. So I don't know if that counts, but that's probably what I'll do because I want to read that anyways. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. If you want to read it anyway, then you're good. Yeah. 50,000 pages later. I I was going to live my life never having read Les Mis and just being like, I love that movie. So... (laughs) Uh, that's a naughty thing to admit, uh, admit as a librarian, but it's okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you are enjoying the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge if you're doing it along with us. If you're not, like Travis said, there is still time. So Good join time. us. Join us. Do it. It's so fun over here. It's, we, have, we have cookies. <laughs> we have cookies. Just kidding. We don't have any cookies. No cookies, unfortunately. But we're having a good time. Yeah. So. And let us know on Facebook or just, like, talk to us in the branch if you come in. Like, we'd love to hear if you're doing it and give us some recommendations yes. for the ones you're doing. Please. We need recommendations all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. We hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and we hope to see you really soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ. 